Hi, this is Lorlin, community developer on Assassin's Creed. Welcome to Inside the Studio, a conversation with the developers of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. In this episode, Victoria Linnell sat with Joe Bedard to talk about how Ubisoft is contributing to make video games more accessible. This is Inside the Studio. Hi, I'm Victoria, I'm your host on Inside the Studio, and today I'm here with uh, Joe Bedard, the User Experience Director on Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Hi. Hi, how are you? Nice, nice, good to be with you guys. Yeah, it's really great to have you. Could cool. you tell us a bit about yourself and uh, your history here at Ubisoft? Oh, for sure. So, um, well, I started my career in 2000, uh, 2006. Uh, back then it was with Longtail Studio, which was a division of Ubisoft. Uh, I started as a quality control analyst, and uh, it seems so long ago, <laughs> and, uh, and gravitated uh, towards game design quite early um, and specialized into more user-centric and interaction-driven design uh, to finally end up more in uh, UX posture uh, and also uh, specialize more in UI. So that's where it leads me today. And yes, and, and as a user experience director, uh, that touches a lot on accessibility and its importance in video games. Um, yeah, so for me and uh, well, for a lot of pl players, uh, accessibility is quite important. It's uh, basically it's the idea of inclusive design. And by nature, inclusive design, it's all about making more people play the game. So by itself, it's, uh, it's an important goal, um, but it's typically associated more with disabled gamers that are suffering from uh, cognitive, sensory or motor uh, disabilities. Uh, which are encountering more solid barriers in our games. Um, so it's usually helping both of uh, those angles um, and does transcend the, the disability uh, groups as well because a lot of those features that we develop are used not only by disabled gamers but also by everyone. So, uh, for example, subtitles is a good example I like to use. Is uh, Subtitles are associated by definition to uh, people that are deaf or hard or hearing, which uh, is true, of course, but in reality... Uh, people can use it for other reasons. For example, you're, uh, you're playing in a noisy environment or you're a dad with the kids that are sleeping. Uh, you know, you don't want to disturb them. So you use subtitles to help yeah. you don't miss anything. I mean, I use subtitles when I'm eating during cutscenes so that I can, you know, understand what's going on. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, is, that is working for a lot of people. And in reality, uh, good feedback, uh, good statistics, sorry, I like to use is that in Assassin's Creed Origin, 60% uh, more than 60% of the player use subtitles. So the option wow. was by default to off. So they went to the options and turned it on and kept it on for most of the games for them. So that uh, speaks a lot to uh, how and when people use accessibility option. So uh, it's important for making more player plays, but also to make them more comfortable, make the experience more uh, personal, because the same can be said for uh, other options uh, like Adobe Display uh, presets, uh, granularity of what we display on the HUD. Um, so things like that you know, makes a tremendous difference on the way you play the game. Uh, what can be done to make video games more accessible? Well, we keep we should keep building for the future and improving our games with uh, developments that are more durable, that are carrying over uh, from game to game uh, inside the same franchise, but you know across franchises as well. Uh, so we also need to inspire ourselves from uh, from what others do around us uh, in games, but other 
media as well. So we can see what works and uh, what makes sense. Of course, we try and want to do everything. It's impossible. The idea is always keep pushing and building for uh, well, for, for what's next for you. So uh, uh, we started from Origin and now with Odyssey, we kept building on that. So if we have a next game in the franchise, well, they will start with everything we did. So that's a good way to do see things, I think. And so how does the process of developing accessibility features uh, work? Um, well, ideally, in the best of world, it starts very early, uh, as all feature does, of course. But with accessibility, I think it's even more true because uh, it's sometimes more tricky, um, uh, those features. So starting early allows us more time to, to think and design the feature uh, in dev, uh, but also give us more time to expose it to people, developers and uh, people that will integrate those features and uh, make them aware and understand you know, why we're doing this. Uh, of course, another benefit is to give us more time to iterate on those features. So, you know, all in all, it's a, it's a win-win. Um, so that's one thing I, I would say. Another important angle is to include people that are affected uh, by bad accessibility. That means disabled gamers from a various uh, uh, array of horizons. So give us uh, a good opportunity to uh, involve them and test our feature with the people that will benefit from them the most. And can you tell us a little bit more about like the accessibility features that are already present in Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Well, okay, so that's an interesting question because uh, uh, a lot of options present in the game are accessibility options, like most of them, for someone. So things as classic as subtitles, as we said, but also uh, brightness setting, inverting access, that kind of stuff is already good accessibility options for most people. We just are more used to it. So that's that's one thing. So we are lucky to start from Assassin's Creed Origin for Odyssey. So we're already building on a wide uh, spectrum of accessibility, accessibility options. So what we did is basically improve on them by making them a bit more deep, more granular, that kind of things. And then also add new features uh, to the party. <laughs> so uh, no more more people can do more, more, more things with the game. So more specifically, um, we added more granularity to the other preset, added difficulty uh, options, uh, also special game modes. Uh, we added a guided mode that allow us to uh, guide our player a bit more, so reducing the cognitive weight of playing uh, some of the game content, so making it more accessible for, uh, for certain type of players. So uh, all in all, again, choices. And what was challenging about the development of these uh, features? So one of the challenges we usually see in feature development is, you know, prioritization. Make sure that the good feature, the, the better feature, or the more important features are prioritized accordingly. Uh, so it's always harder for accessibility options to be prioritized properly against gameplay uh, features that, having, that are having a direct impact on, uh, uh, on gameplay loops and gameplay intention. So that's uh, one of the challenges we often see uh, when we talk about accessibility options. Um, hopefully um, in Ubisoft, it's less or less of an issue because we do believe in accessibility. We are engaged very much in that topic. So I'm having less and less issue on that front. Uh, another issue, of course, is uh, time constraint. Uh, sometimes we, we lack the time we need 
to make everything we have uh, in store. Um, so this is another issue that's mitigated a bit by the fact that now with the connectivity of the platform we, releases, uh, we release on, uh, we are able to do some title updates and continue developing the game even after it's released. So this is something we've did with Odyssey, uh, considering working with features after the game is released and putting them through title updates uh, in the, the months after the release. So you're talking about title updates, and I'm wondering, uh, could you tell us a little bit more about how you integrate player feedback into the development of these features post-launch? Yeah, well, uh, one thing that's important for us is to, uh, yeah, to, to see how players play the games. So we try to be very attentive uh, to our players, especially in, uh, in terms of new features that we released. So you know, when we see those uh, players play the games, we, are, we can take a lot of feedback from them. Uh, so we encourage that as well. We encourage it a lot by also even sending copies to players, uh, disabled or not, so we can get some, some precious feedback from them so that allow us to not only iterate on what we are releasing but see the shortcomings of everything else so that give us a good amount of uh, important uh, feedback to uh, consider what we do next mm -hmm. um, so that's one thing um, our players are very very passionate so that really um, allow us to get a good amount of uh, information from them um, so for example uh, in origin uh, they had a pretty good subtitle uh, feature in the game so we iterated slightly on it uh, but based on the feedback from the community uh, we realized that we had uh, some improvement to do on the dialogue choices we had for uh, our newly added dialogue system so we basically uh, iterated on it based on the feedback received um, incorporated that through a title updates and the first thing we knew uh, we had some uh, love letter through videos from some of our fans saying how much they uh, are happy with this and uh, for me that was a tremendous uh, realization in terms of making everything more human put a face on the story, put a face on the features. And of course, yeah, we share that to the team and they realize like, oh, that's about, you know, people. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good example for me that uh, we take feedback seriously. And uh, yeah, while we not do them uh, necessarily all the time immediately, we always keep notes and we build for the future. And uh, you're also able to see that uh, accessibility features are helpful through the response of a community. Yeah, well, exactly. We do play, do watch uh, player play the game. Uh, personally, I do. Uh, I, I do like a lurk in the shadows of Twitter and uh, uh, <laughs> other channels to see how people uh, react, what they crave for, what they want. So, uh, but in a course, benevolent way, not a creepy way. <laughs> no, 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 creepy at all. Uh, of course, not at all. Um, so yeah, we try to see to see what's working and what's not. And uh, yeah, while we never we don't comment all the time, we take notes. Of course. And so what's next for accessibility at Ubisoft and for Assassin's Creed uh, specifically? Well, that, that's that's an interesting question because, uh, of course, we, we take, seriously, take seriously everything related to accessibility. Um, so this year we have the chance of having more and more dedicated people on that uh, topic. We have, uh, well, you showed a shout out to uh, David Tisserand in Montreal, which is the, uh, the go-to guy now at Ubisoft on everything accessibility. Uh, so for our projects, so always being a tremendous help 
help of everything we've been doing and that we'll be doing. Uh, Ubisoft also looks at dedicating more people, putting more eyes on this topic. So that's good news. Um, we also put uh, more, uh, more, more focus on this important topic earlier into uh, our development cycles. So we have strategy early that we can uh, work on and not uh, try and squeeze this, those, those features in. So that never works as we want. So now taking more seriously, more early in our cycles, that does help. Um, things also, small things that we do now is we put uh, FAQs now uh, for uh, release game. So disabled gamers or people that cares about accessibility can go and look and see what are uh, included in those games and what is not. So that's, that's small. That seems like a small step, but not all developers do that. And it's very, appreciated by our, our fans. No, it's a very important topic and it's important to have this conversation. Yeah. And it's important also, also to continue to act uh, as advocate, as uh, evangelist, uh, to make sure that people continue to make to consider this more like, a, uh, well, to see how human uh, it is to put faces, I guess, like I said, to put faces on, on the features and on, on stories. So talking about the more human side, is there anything you'd like to share with uh, our community? Yeah, of course. Um, well, uh, personally, I think it's important to stop thinking of accessibility as making the game less uh, by diluting the experience, but instead about making it more more accessible, more inclusive, more personal. Uh, we should, as gamer, aim at sharing our passion and love for games uh, within as many people as possible. That's a beautiful message. And it was really, really interesting and important to talk about this today and to have your perspective on why accessibility matters. Well, it was a pleasure, really. Thank you very much, uh, Joe, for uh, sharing uh, your insights uh, on this topic. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed hearing Joe Bedard talk about the importance of accessibility in video games. Let us know what you think about this interview on Twitter and on YouTube. Stay tuned for our next episode. À bientôt.